Hello and welcome to episode 712 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this afternoon. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Monday, November 13th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Monday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain holy perseverance by St. Alphonsus Liguri. O Queen of Heaven, I, who was once a miserable slave of Lucifer, now dedicate myself to thee, to be thy servant forever. I offer myself to honor thee and serve thee during my whole life. Do thou accept me and refuse me not as I should deserve. O my mother, in thee have I placed all my hopes. From thee do I expect every grace. I bless and thank God who in his mercy has given me this confidence in thee, which I consider a pledge of my salvation. Alas, miserable wretch that I am, I have hitherto fallen because I have not had recourse to thee. I now hope that through the merits of Jesus Christ and thy prayers, I have obtained pardon. But I may again lose divine grace. The danger is not past. My enemies do not sleep. How many temptations have I still to conquer? Ah, my most sweet lady, protect me and permit me not again to become their slave. Help me at all times. I know that thou wilt help me and that with thy help I shall conquer if I recommend myself to thee. But this is what I fear. I fear that in time of danger I may neglect to call upon thee and thus be lost. I ask thee then for this grace. Obtain that in the assaults of hell I may always have recourse to thee, saying, Mary, help me, my mother. Permit me not to lose my God. And I suppose, friends, in the coming days and weeks we'll be talking more about Bishop Strickland and the injustice that has been perpetrated against him. The priest at my church mentioned it yesterday, but I want to focus on the Mass. And Father David Nix, who's a very holy priest, wonderful priest, I've benefited immensely from listening to his podcast. And please check out his website, padreperegrino.org. That's P-A-D-R-E P-E-R-E-G-R-I-N-O dot org. What a, a magnificent gift we have in the Mass and Jesus pouring himself out for us, giving us his body, his blood, soul, and divinity. And this article, which was published in May of this year, is entitled, How to Offer Yourself at Holy Mass. And Father Nix begins by saying, as many of you know, The three parts of sacrifice as found in both the Old Testament and New Testament is one, the offering, two, the slaying, and three, the consummation of the victim. Regarding the second of those three, most of the Catholic world is unaware that the dual consecration of the body and the blood entails the slaying. St. Gregory Nazianzus wrote, the priest sunders with unbloody cut the body and blood of the Lord using his voice as a sword. Keep in mind that St. Gregory was the Archbishop of Constantinople in the 4th century. That means he is very early and very Eastern in church history. So even an Eastern father like St. Gregory highlights the sacrificial nature of the holy sacrifice being found in the separation of the body and the blood of Jesus. This is truly the second part of the sacrifice, namely the slaying. I believe that the slaying as the consecration and separation is the most misunderstood 
and disbelieved part of the holy sacrifice of the Mass in the lives of most modern Catholics. But most traditional Catholics who read this blog very much believe not only in the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist at the words of consecration, but even that the consecration is the pinnacle of the actual sacrifice of the Mass. So of the three parts of the sacrifice, I believe traditional Catholics understand the second part of that mystery quite well. Thus, for traditionalists, I believe the most, quote, underrated part of the Mass is the offering or the offertory. Most Catholics, normie or trad, have no idea that during the offertory, they should also be uniting their entire lives with the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, which is about to be re-presented, not represented, but literally re-presented in a non-bloody manner right on the altar at the consecration. Keep in mind the offertory starts when the priest takes the chalice veil off and first holds up the bread and then does the commingling rite of a small drop of water into the wine. So in both new and old mass, this is still while you lay people are seated even before the sanctus, sanctus, sanctus. Back in my charismatic days, I had some sense of this so that even at the Novus Ordo, I wanted to offer my life on the altar with that of Jesus' past and arriving sacrifice in the Holy Mass. A woman in South America recently claimed Mary told her to pray like this in the offertory. A moment later, the offertory arrived and the Holy Virgin said, pray like this. And I repeated after her, Lord, I offer all that I am, all that I have, all that I can. I put everything into your hands. Build it up, Lord, with the little thing that I am. By the merits of your Son, transform me, God Almighty. I petition you for my family, for my benefactors, for each member of our apostolate, for all the people who fight against us, for those who commend themselves to my poor prayers. Teach me to lay down my heart as if on the ground before them so that their walk may be less severe. This is how the saints prayed. This is how I want all of you to do it. Father Nix continues, Of course, I don't know if the woman who wrote that is a real mystic or a fake mystic, but I do not see anything theologically wrong in the above prayer. So I prayed it for many years during my life. It's not a bad prayer, especially the central part. Lord, I offer all that I am, all that I have, all that I can. I put everything into your hands. Build it up, Lord, with the little thing that I am. By the merits of your Son, transform me, God Almighty. But while reading an older Carmelite book like Divine Intimacy as of late, I now see what may be missing in the above prayer. It is not specific enough about uniting one's life with the actual sacrifice of the Mass about to happen. Father Gabriel of Divine Intimacy is more specific. Our praise, petitions, and expiation are insignificant things, but if we give them to God, united with those of Jesus, and make valuable through his sacrifice, we have the right to think that they will be acceptable to him. Divine Intimacy 497, number 166. Keep in mind that the little drop of water going into the wine at the commingling rite represents our humanity placed in the middle of the sacrifice of Christ who is divine. On its own, the drop of water is worth almost nothing. But united with the wine, soon to become the most precious blood, 
the offering of our lives becomes not only acceptable, but even efficacious for the rest of the day. Divine Intimacy number 166 continues. If a duty requires sacrifice, if our life includes suffering, we have the opportunity each morning in the Holy Mass to give the greatest possible value to our sacrifices by offering, as Mediator Dei teaches, ourselves as well as all our worries, troubles, sorrows, and misfortunes together with our divine crucified head. Divine Intimacy, page 498. Fathers says, immature Catholics today like to say things like, if you are what you eat and I eat the Eucharist, then guess what that makes me? That's fine, but they forget the more difficult side of that reality. Jesus wishes to associate his sacrifice of the Mass with my sacrificial life on earth. That is, we never receive in Holy Communion only the high priest. We also receive the immolated victim. Thus, receiving the Holy Eucharist is a pledge to God that I am currently offering my life in union with the life of Jesus as an offering of self-sacrificial love. Every Catholic is called to be a living member cell in the full sacrificial body of Jesus Christ crucified, who is love. To refuse this unification, I become nothing except a parasite on the body of Christ. Divine Intimacy continues. Jesus sacrificed himself alone on Calvary for our salvation, but on the altar, he wishes to associate us with his immolation. For if the head is sacrificed, the members also must be sacrificed. Let a poor creature offer an expiation to God, his sacrifice, and even his life. What value could this have? None, because we are nothing. But if this offering is united to Jesus' offering, then it becomes with him, by him, and in him, an acceptable sacrifice to God the Father. Then, when we return to our duties, the remembrance of the offering we have made in the morning will help us to be generous in accepting our daily trials, great or small. The thought that at every moment of the day and night, Jesus is immolating himself on our altars will urge us to continually unite our sacrifices with his and will stimulate us to live as real victims in union with the divine victim. What strength and generosity the soul will draw from this living, constant participation in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Father says, the best prayer we can pray on this topic of the offertory must come from a saint. And in that same section of divine intimacy, Father Gabriel suggests this prayer from St. John Eudes and offering ourselves at and during and after Holy Mass in the following way, which I suggest you save and print in order to pray at the offertory of the next Holy Mass you attend. And once again, this is by St. John Eudes, and this is how Father Nix ends his post. O my Savior, in union with the offering and the sacrifice of yourself, which you made to the Father and in his honor, I offer myself to you to be a bloody victim of your will, a victim immolated for your glory and that of your Father. Unite me to yourself, O good Jesus. Draw me into your sacrifice so that I may be sacrificed with you and by you. Since the victim must be sacrificed, slaughtered, and consumed by fire, make me die to myself that is, to my vices and passions, to all that is displeasing to you. Consume me entirely in the sacred fire of your divine love, and grant that hereafter my whole life may be a continual sacrifice of praise, glory, and love for your Father and for you. 
sagacious words from St. John Eudes and sagacious words in that post from Father David Nix. So we will continue to focus on the Holy Mass here at the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, while also, of course, talking about Our Lady of Fatima and Bishop Strickland. We will conclude by once again mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. Also, please tune in to episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. All of this has to do with RPM, which is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. Communication is a human right, friends, and just because you cannot speak or have difficulty speaking, that doesn't mean you should be unable to communicate. Before my niece was eight years old, I have two wonderful, beautiful, sweet, intelligent nieces. Before Brielle was eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now we know she's a comprehensive genius, thanks to God's grace, her hard work, and that of her family. Working through RPM. She's a poet. She's skilled in regards to mathematics. She's a brilliant composer. She knows foreign languages. All because of RPM. This is as revolutionary a breakthrough as sign language was for the deaf or braille was for the blind. You're going to hear a lot more about this in the coming years. People are against it. A lot of people are against it because it threatens a lot of people. And the unknown can certainly be a threat, but there's nothing to fear here. People were against sign language initially as well, but RPM is getting non-speakers out of the world of silence, out of their prison cells, really, of silence, and into the world of open communication where they rightfully belong. So please get that information out there, and may God richly bless you for it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast as well. Please tune in again next time. Goodbye and God love you.